It began over 5,000 years ago when civilization was young. Every major culture, Egypt, Greece, Rome, India, Japan, studied it, practiced it, perfected it to a fine art. They admired its Olympian demands, strength, speed, agility, skill, grace, and courage. They did it to honor their gods, they did it to honor their kings, they did it to train their soldiers, they did it to compete, and they did it for fun. It has come down through the ages to us today. It is Coliseum Corner, the wrestling podcast where each and every Coliseum home video is reviewed. From the personalities and specialties to the best of the WWF and even the Collector Series. If you're looking for reviews of WrestleMania, Survivor Series, Royal Rumbles, and SummerSlams, then look somewhere else because this is a trip down memory lane of your favorite videos. We review the good, the bad, and even sometimes the awful. Join Bill as he takes us down a memory lane adventure the likes of which no podcast has ever gone before. So sit back, relax, and listen to this fantastic podcast that we call Coliseum Corner. And here is Bill to start the show right now. Hi everyone, I'm Bill Yankovey and welcome to episode number two of Coliseum Corner, the podcast where I review each and every Coliseum video. This uh, podcast today is the first in the personalities series that the World Wrestling Federation did during the heydays of Coliseum Home Video. And to be honest, there's really only one individual that should have the honor to be the first personality video to have a look at their entire career, and that is the one and only Hulk Hogan. Today I will be reviewing the video Hulkamania, which was a part of the first uh, series released from Coliseum Video back in 1985. Now, I want to point out for those of you who have never seen the videotape or have never held possession of the case, if you take a look on the back of the of the video cover, it says that the video is hosted by Mean Gene Okerlund. Well, I'm here to tell you folks that that is wrong because the individual that hosts this video is none other than Vince McMahon. And Vince McMahon will take us on a guide through matches that Hulk Hogan personally selected to be on this video cassette, which includes two bouts with Big John Studd, a match with Dr. D. David Schultz that became known as the Minneapolis Massacre, the night he defeated the Iron Sheik for the World Wrestling Federation Championship, and an encounter with Jake or with Greg the Hammer Valentine. Also, we will see clips of his, um, of, his uh, of how he gets into great shape with his patent drink and a special interview with Hulk Hogan. So let's get right into it. So our opening match is with Greg the Hammer Valentine and Hulk Hogan. One one thing that I that you will notice throughout the entire videotape is how Hulk Hogan narrates. Um, most of the match is going into it. 
So he talks about Greg the Hammer Valentine and how Valentine has the most dangerous submission hold in all of professional wrestling and that this hold can be that it can end a man's career and that Greg Valentine is such a sick individual because he enjoys inflicting pain even after he wins a match he won't let go of the submission move so Hogan's plan was to attempt to not get caught in that submission hole. Gorilla Monsoon is on commentary and this is taped commentary because we don't get the original commentary that took place in the Spectrum in Philadelphia. August 4th, 1984 is the date of this first match on this videotape and Hulk Hogan, this is a theme throughout the video cassette, is he will wear different uh, tights for his matches. In, his, in this first match, he wears all white. White tights, white knee pads, white boots. And we get this match with Greg Valentine, and it's a good match. We start off with um, Valentine getting a couple of forearm shots right into the back of Hulk Hogan, but Hulk is able to, to power out, and he starts taking advantage on Greg Valentine. During this contest, it's a good back-and-forth battle. Eventually, it does go to the outside, and Greg Valentine ends up using a steel chair to attack the legs of Hulk Hogan. And after that, Valentine would take advantage of Hulk Hogan and would work on the legs much more often in this match. He would attempt, uh, he would lock in a, a sort of a leg lock, almost a death lock, it, you know, when you look at it. And um, the referee does catch Valentine holding on to the ropes. But Valentine does attempt to get the figure four on, but he just quite can't get it on. Hogan eventually does make a comeback in this match, and we see Valentine, he attempts to go to the top rope, but he gets caught, and Hogan sends him flying off the top rope onto the mat, and then we get towards the end of the match, and Hulk Hogan hits his Big leg drop to get the three count and the victory to retain the title. This is a good opening match. One thing that I'm going to point out throughout the entire duration of this video is how these matches, with the exception of one match, and I'll let you figure out which match it is later, gets edited. And I understand, you know, because of videotape and, you know, you got to cut it down to time and all that, but... It would have been nice to have seen a lot of this match, but it was a good match for what we got. After the match, Hogan and Valentine want more of each other, and Valentine shoves the referee into Hulk Hogan, and they continue to fight a little bit more in the ring before Hogan prevails and takes control over Greg Valentine. Our next match sees Bobby the Brain Heenan leading Big John Stud towards the ring. And we got commentary here, again from Gorilla Monsoon, and also from Howard Finkel. That's right, folks, the Fink. Howard Finkel does commentary in this match with Gorilla Monsoon. And this is, um, live, or this is live commentary from the venue when it happened. Now... Hulk Hogan talks about how he wasn't quite so sure if he would be able to body slam Big John Studd in this match. 
but he knew that he had the eye of the Hulkster and that he would be able to body slam him in or out of the ring. So Hogan in this match wears his famous yellow trunks and red knee pads and yellow boots for this occasion. And this is a very interesting match because I, I can't remember right off the top of my head too many matches between Hogan and Stud that are out for us to see. But this is a decent match between the two. Um, you know... John Studd's near 7 foot tall, he's over 360 pounds, Hogan's about 6'8", 302, 303, and it's not that bad of a match. Um, each man in the beginning attempts to slam each other because uh, Big John Studd does have the $15,000 uh, over his head if anyone can slam Studd in the ring, and... Neither man is successful in body slamming the other. So we get a couple we get some shoving, we get some power moves, and then we take it to the outside. And this is a critical moment in the match because John Studd he takes Hulk Hogan and he slams him head first into the announce table. And the announce table is right at ringside and it does so much damage to Hogan. That Hulk Hogan is bleeding. He is busted open. And John Studd notices this because he goes to the outside and he sends Hogan into the guardrail, which does not help Hogan and it, you know, it betters Big John Studd's chances of winning this match. Now, John Studd later in this match would do something that I don't think many of us would even think he could do, but did, which is jump from the top rope. He was standing on that top rope and he hit a nice clubbing forearm to the back of Hulk Hogan but could only get a two count. Bobby Heenan would encourage John Studd to finish him off, finish him off, but he just could not do it. And Hulk Hogan manages to find a way to get back into this match. And then it goes to the outside and this is where we get the end of the match. Hogan is on the outside, but he pulls John Studd with him, and they fight around ringside. The referee is counting both men out, and Hulk Hogan then picks up John Studd and slams him on the outside, rolls back into the ring to beat the count. Now, Bobby Heenan on the outside is complaining that the body slam happened outside of the ring, not inside of the ring, thus they would not lose the $15,000. And as Hogan is celebrating, he picks up the referee as if he's going to body press him over the top rope, but he brings him down and tells him, don't you mess up again. Then we go to, well, I guess you could call it a famous segment from the TNT show. And I talked about this uh, segment in the last podcast of Coliseum Corner where I talked or reviewed wrestling's bloopers, bleeps, and body slams, which is Hulk Hogan making his protein shakes. So he is joined by Vince McMahon and Lord Alfred Hayes, and he is making the patent python uh, protein shake. And they have all this different layout here, and he's got his patent uh, python powder, which he 
puts into the blender. And then he also uses spring water because, as he says in this segment, milk is for babies. Remember that, folks. Hulk Hogan thinks milk is for babies. So after that, uh, he asks Lord Alfred Hayes to hold the button for the blender. And he puts in a couple of different fruits. He puts in some peaches. He puts in some bananas. He puts some berries in. And then he puts in three whole eggs. And as Hulk Hogan explained in this, that the calcium is on the outside of the egg, meaning the shell. And at one point, Vince McMahon puts the microphone over the blender so you could hear the sound of the blender. But in reality, we really did not need uh, the microphone to be near the blender because, quite honest, you could hear the blender the entire time going. So Hulk Hogan says that, you know, the Python powder will be going out, hopefully on the market, patent pending. And then he also has these um, pills. He has these vitamin pills uh, called the Python Packet, which contain the pills, uh, the vitamins. And he says that how when you take all of these, when you take the when you take the pills and you take the protein shake from the powder, you'll be burp or you know the protein shake. You'll be burping up powder. You'll be you'll be energized more. You'll be focused more, you'll be able to do more stuff and get ready for the whole day. So, you know, he calls Vince and Alfred, vicious Vince and awful Alfred, and he drinks down the protein shake, and he says it's not that bad. So, probably, maybe he could have made it a little bit better? Who knows? And then, Vince makes an attempt to drink it, and he doesn't think it's too bad. And as he's trying to open these little pack, this little packet to get the um, the vitamins, Vince McMahon is just having the hardest time talking, or you know, trying to open this packet for the pills. It just won't open up. And you know, finally he's able to do it, and he finishes the the drink. And then, awful Alfred. Alfred Hayes, uh, now it is his turn to drink some of Hulk Hogan's protein shake. He takes a little sip, he swallows it down, and then it sounds like he's starting to throw up and he's out of there. And Hulk Hogan says that, you know, this isn't for everyone, and to all the little Hulksters out there, you shouldn't, you know, drink all of this at once. You don't want to grow up to be too big right away. You should just, you know, take your time and drink it. So now we go to our next match, and this is how Hulk Hogan describes Dr. D. David Schultz. He calls him arrogant. He calls him, uh, yeah, he calls him arrogant. He calls him, uh, ah, I can't talk today. I apologize, folks. But, yeah, he calls him arrogant, brocious, and he calls him the redneck, the super redneck. And that Dr. D would do anything to win this match and to win the championship. But as we see, good prevails over evil. So, Hulk Hogan, in a way, spoils how this match goes. But don't let that ruin the fun of watching this match. Because right off the bat, Dr. D Pearl Harbor's Hulk Hogan. Yes, I know, it's a gorillaism. But we do have Gorilla Monsoon and Mean Gene Okerlund doing commentary on this match. 
And the first part of this match that we see is David Schultz annihilating Hulk Hogan. As a matter of fact, the first blow that David Schultz hits on Hulk Hogan is so powerful that it shakes the ring. And it even looks like it moves the ring maybe about three inches. With, and Dr. D is not that big of a guy. He's probably 250, 250, 260. And, you know, it's able to move the ring. So Dr. D is in complete control early on. And then we see that he throws Hogan out to the floor. And then Ho or Schultz grabs a chair. And he hits Hogan with the steel chair. And Hulk Hogan is busted open. Or as Mean Gene calls it, he's hemorrhaging. And Gorilla Monsoon is in great concern. Hulk Hogan, not only is he bleeding, but he also might have a concussion from that chair shot. So, David Schultz continues on the warpath to try to get the win, but Hulk Hogan just somehow manages to find a way to get out. And then Hulk Hogan starts making a comeback, and... He's going to town on David Schultz. And the first, and Hogan just goes right at it. He hits Schultz with, a, with an elbow drop, goes for the cover. One, two, Hogan pulls up David Schultz by the head. And he's like, no, no, I'm not done with him yet. So Hogan, a moment or two later, uh, he slams David Schultz. And then he hits Schultz with the leg drop. And he goes for the cover. One, two, and he pulls Schultz up, saying, I'm not done with him yet. And he points to his head, saying, this is what he did to me. He's got to pay the price. So he then sends Schultz to the outside, and he picks him up into a body slam position. But instead of slamming Schultz to the floor, he takes him as sort of like a battering ram and sends him head first into the steel post. And that busts David Schultz wide open. So now both men are bleeding. This is where the Minneapolis Massacre name comes from. And they go back into the ring. And they're both bleeding. They're busted wide open. And David Schultz comes right back with a clothesline. And David Schultz sees that Hogan is down. He climbs up to the top rope. And he looks to hit an elbow drop. But as he's jumping, Hogan just barely moves out of the way, and David Schultz misses. And what we get in the video, which is really cool, is we cut away from the match for a second to see a replay of Schultz's elbow drop. And it looks like it's like three quarters of the ring, this elbow drop. I mean, Schultz just goes all out on this elbow drop and misses, and it's so far... It looks like he's going almost corner to corner on this elbow drop. So Hogan moves out of the way. Both men get up. Hogan hits a clothesline. He hooks the leg and he gets the one, two, three. Hogan retains the title. After the match, Schultz and Hogan fight some more. Schultz gets the advantage. And here, Schultz grabs the belt and he tries to put the belt on him on himself and he has some trouble and Hogan comes up and he beats Schultz and he takes his belt with him. Now one thing I want to point out in this match and it's going to be the same with the next match, 
Hogan is wearing blue trunks with red knee pads and blue boots. And another interesting thing I want to point out in the beginning of this match is when Hogan rips off his shirt, he's wearing a second shirt which says, You're Real World Champion. This match took place in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and for those who don't know or are well aware, Hulk Hogan used to wrestle in the AWA, and there are stories that Hogan was going to be the AWA champion, but Vrangania, for some reason, never pulled the trigger on Hulk Hogan, and who knows what would have happened if he had. So now we go to St. Louis, Missouri on April the 6th, 1984, for the steel cage match between Big John Stone and Hulk Hogan. This is a rematch. And it is contested in the steel cage for the world title. And Hulk Hogan talks about how both men have traded verbal jabs at each other. Studs insulted him. He's insulted him. And the only way that this could be sold is in the steel cage. And you see why Hogan came out on top. This is two matches in a row, by the way, folks. That Hulk Hogan has spoiled the outcome of the match. Just want to point that out. So, Gorilla Monsoon, again in the studio, commentating this match, because for some reason, we don't get the real commentary for this match. And this is the, the most edited match of the entire videotape. Uh, we don't get the full thing, and it's a shame, because I, there are a lot of people who like steel cage matches. I am a fan of, a st of steel cage matches. It would have been nice to have seen how this one went. And... Here, it's a very bloody mess. Both men get busted open in this match. Hogan gets busted open first, and then a little later, Stud gets busted open. And Stud attempts to get out of the cage a couple of times. At one point, he's like got a hand on the floor as if he's about to make it, but Hogan manages to pull Stud out or pull him back into the cage. And then the end of the match, Hogan hits a leg drop on Stud. Hogan crawls to the door to try to get out. John Stud manages to grab Hogan by the foot. Hogan keeps kicking away at John Stud, doing everything he can. Finally gets free. Hulk Hogan gets out of the door. He hits the floor first and retains the title. Now, after the match, both men continue to fight on the floor and these guys are still bloody they're fighting on the floor and then we get a quick edit to where we see hogan back in the cage wanting stud in there and john stud walks away now we go to an exclusive interview with uh, hulk hogan which is conducted by vince mcmahon and four questions are asked to Hulk Hogan. And the first question that is asked is, you know, you could have been, you, you know, you could have been anything. Why did you become a professional wrestler? Well, Hulk Hogan says that, you know, he liked pro football, baseball, hockey, all the sports, but professional wrestling was his favorite sport growing up. And that he wanted to be a professional wrestler and he just knew that he was going to be a professional wrestler. And then he gives this great line during the interview, 
I could have been the greatest professional wrestling fan ever, but I ended up becoming the greatest professional wrestler ever. Vince then asks Hulk about his diet and, you know, how he stays in great shape, and he talks about how, um, you know, people have come up to him and have said, you know, hey, it's because of you I don't do drugs anymore, it's because of you that I don't do alcohol anymore, I don't do drugs, I don't smoke, and, you know, it was a big deal. So, Vince then asks another question about what made him become a professional wrestler. And he talks about how when he was younger, his dad would have all the sports magazines lying on the table. There'd be a football magazine, there'd be a baseball magazine, and there would be a wrestling magazine. And one night, he went to see the matches, and that when he saw it that night, he knew right then and there, he wanted to be a professional wrestler, and that's where the line where Hogan said, I could have been the greatest professional wrestling fan of all time, but I decided to be the greatest professional wrestler of all time comes. And then Vince asks a very good question. Which one individual or individuals inspired you the most? And Hogan, and I gotta say real quick, the shirt that Hogan is wearing is so 1980s. I mean, it's a little sore in the eyes, but... It's so 1980s, this shirt. So, Hogan mentions some of his influences, which include Bruno San Martino, Johnny Valiant, the Grams, the Valiants. But the one individual that has inspired him the most, more than any other, is Andre the Giant. And Andre the Giant inspires him because he's so big that not only is he big physically, but he's also big mentally. He's smart, but he's also big inside. He's got a very big heart. And that because of Andre, Andre is such a great sportsman that, you know, Andre could just go right away. He could get a three count and be over with, but he doesn't do that. And, you know, he plays it right. He plays it by the rules. And, you know, that's what inspires Hulk Hogan. And then the last question in this segment, and I know I said four, I made a mistake, there were five questions. The last question that Vince says is, do you ever have a fear, you know, that when you step in the ring every time, that, you know, you're going to lose, and that you're going to lose the championship, and that maybe your career could be over just like that. And Hulk talks about how, yes, he does get butterflies, and he knows that every time he gets in the ring, he's putting his body and his life on the line. But when he gets into the combat zone, he's got that eye of the Hulkster, he's got that eye of the Tiger, he's ready to go. And, you know, it's because of the Hulks, you know, all the, the Hulkamaniacs, all the fans, that he's ready to go, he's willing and able, and that's what gets him to go into the ring each and every time. And be the best. So now we go to the finale of this videotape. And I think you guys pretty much have figured out. If you haven't by now. I think you guys have figured out by now. Uh, the one match that is not edited on this videotape. And it is Hulk Hogan versus the Iron Sheik. January 23rd, 1984. A date in wrestling history that should be remembered forever. So instead of 
you know, playing Eye of the Tiger, and this is throughout the whole videotape, and I had no problem with this. Gorilla Monsoon talks over, you know, the entrance, and, you know, you hear him going, There he is! The number one contender, Hulk Hogan, making his way in front of 25,000 fans in Madison Square Garden. And, you know, he's hyping him up, as Gorilla does. Uh, so we get the quick introductions, and then the bell rings, and Hogan goes right in and attacks the Iron Sheik. And the fans are just going absolutely crazy. They're loving this, because the Iron Sheik, the, the nasty Iranian... Uh, took the championship from Bob Backlund the previous month, and they just want the Iron Sheik to get his butt whooped, and this is the way to do it. And Hogan goes to work right away on Iron Sheik. He clotheslines him with his robe. He chokes him up in the air. He gets a two-count on a pin, but, you know, he doesn't hook the leg. And then the Iron Sheik manages to make a move to make a comeback. Um... He hits a back. He, he picks him up in a in a body slam position, but he hits a backbreaker instead, and then he gets him with a gut wrench suplex, and then he, you know, gets his boot and he, you know, taps his boot onto the mat. Looks like he's getting it ready for something nasty to do with it, um, and then he grabs on and, you know, he tries a wear down move, but it doesn't quite work on the Hulk. And then the Iron Sheik, he gets ready, and he locks on the camel clutch, and he's got the camel clutch on, and the commentators, which are uh, Gorilla Monsoon and Pat Patterson, you know, they're like, this is what did it to Backlund last month, and, you know, Patterson is worried, and Gorilla's like, only the immense power of the Hulkster can get him, you know, can get out of this, and... Hogan slowly starts to get his knees back up into position and on fours, and then he gets himself up. Iron Sheik is on his back, and he goes backwards into the turnbuckles, which lets the Iron Sheik go of the camel clutch. And then Hogan, as he sees the Sheik down on the mat, runs to the ropes, hits the leg drop, gets the cover. One, two, three, and Hulk Hogan the new World Wrestling Federation heavyweight champion, Madison Square Garden, goes absolutely crazy. It goes bonkers, and they're celebrating as Hulkamania has arrived, in the words of Gorilla Monsoon. And that is the end of Hulkamania. Now, this videotape would have the same um, upcoming attractions, so I'll mention those real quick. Uh, we have Volume 2 of the Best of the WWF, which will feature Pedro Morales defending the Intercontinental title against the Magnificent Morocco, and Tito Santana going up against Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. Then we get our next personality video, which is all about Andre the Giant, born in the French Alps, 7'4", near the 500-pound mark. He is known simply as The Boss. And then the third and final video belongs in the specialty section because we are going to witness the most unusual matches. Uh, it's a collection of matches that are just so weird. You got to put them together on one tape. You got an all-girl battle royal, a Texas tornado match, 
a six-man tag team match with the legendary 601-pound Haystacks Calhoun and a 10-man tag team match. Best three out of five balls. It is a who's who of wrestlers. Magnificent Morocco, Jimmy Snuka, Rocky Johnson, Pedro Morales, Ray the Crippler, Stevens, Buddy Rose, Andre the Giant, and so many more. So what did I think about Hulkamania, the videotape? Uh, while I think the matches, the selection of the matches, are actually pretty good, I never really took into consideration, you know, oh, these are the matches that Hulk Hogan selected. Um, my one big gripe um, about this video is the editing of the matches. I honestly would have liked to have seen more footage of the matches, um, but like I said earlier in this review, it is 1985, so I think there's probably something where you can only put so much on a videotape. So, if that is the case, I can understand um, another thing that really bugged me was how Hulk Hogan, and, and this isn't Hulk's fault, I, this is whoever was in charge of, you know, writing, uh, the, the narrations of this video. This is who I blame for, you know, sort of just giving the results right away before we even see the match. And, and that's something that is a bad job. I don't know who was in charge of that, but they did an absolute horrible job on that um the hogan interview with vince i thought was really good um i know some you know some of you are like oh i don't believe it but hulk hogan comes off on in this particular video or in that interview as hey i was a wrestling fan too just like you the people who you know were what you know that are watching this video i was you i was a fan of professional wrestling as a kid growing up um but you know what i'll say this it's not the best video but if you are you know if you're a hulk hogan fan if you're a diehard hulkamaniac and i'm sure there are a lot of you that are um i would say get the video um because it's a good intro you get matches you get two matches with hogan against john stud the first one is actually pretty good the second one, I feel you get a little bit robbed because of the editing, uh, and it is a steel cage match, but like I said, I feel you get robbed of not being able to see a lot of that match. Uh, the Greg Valentine match is very good. That's a good opening match on this videotape. Schultz match is good, and then you got the famous match where he beats Sheik for the title to end the videotape. So... What better way to do, you know, to go into that videotape? Plus, you got that segment with Hogan making the protein shakes. You can't go wrong with that. If you would like to follow that wrestling show on Twitter, all you got to do is type in Wrestling Show 11, and you are right there, and you can join in on all the fun that comes along not only with that wrestling show, but also with Coliseum Corner. Next time around, I am going to finish up the first series of Coliseum videotapes with the best of the WWF Volume 1. And this is a very loaded videotape. Um, so many big names, so many good matches. Uh, if you've never seen it, you're going to get quite a good review 
out of uh, me watching the best of the WWF Volume 1. I hope you all enjoyed this edition of Coliseum Corner. I am Billy Ann Covey, and I will talk to you all next time.